Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. We're in the Vegas studio. What's up, y'all? It's Danny J. And it's Jill Coleman. What uh, we got today? I, li- I listened to a couple episodes. Like I was binge listening to our last like 10 To the episodes. best life? To the best podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like listening to it. It's funny because you forget. Like, of course, I'm here for all the conversations. But sometimes I forget what I say or what you say. And then I listen back and I go, oh, that was really good. That was insane. <laughs> I'll message Jill. I'm like, you did such a good job on this. So <laughs> I was catching up. But I realized a few episodes we forgot to introduce ourselves. And I was oh. like, oh, I need to get back into that habit of saying who this is. because Danny Jizzle? Yeah. Even though I know who I am, I know what my voice sounds right. like. That doesn't mean everybody does. So anyway, today uh, we were going to talk about, this was something that was interesting um, because we, we did do an episode recently mentioning Jonah Hill and how he had these these text messages. If you had seen this, that he sent to a girlfriend and he it was all these lists of things she could and couldn't do. And he was saying it was his boundaries. And in reality, it, for me, it was just a very weird, insecure person. Yeah, an insecure person just making rules for somebody and trying to like a controlling kind of thing. However, I've noticed in the space, um, in the personal development space, and online and social media, I've seen people post about boundaries, but they're not, in my opinion, they're not really boundaries. They're just being an asshole. <laughs> I'm like, it's like someone who just makes up all these rules and they're like, this is my boundary. And I'm like, that's not really a boundary. You're just being a dick. And so I wanted to talk <laughs> about like, what are boundaries and how do you set them? And also, are you making boundaries or are you just an asshole? And this might be the title of the, the show today, actually. Oh yeah. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you boundary heavy or are you just, are you just a complete a, dick? Are you just a dick? And like, look, and I will, and I love this episode because number one, I am someone who's very boundary heavy. And number two, I think sometimes people think I'm an asshole. Mm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and that, I think that's why so many people have such a hard time setting boundaries because that's the biggest fear, mm. right? If you talk to women, especially our age, like women 35, 40 plus will, will just be like, yes, I know I need boundaries. I know I have to get better at this, especially because oftentimes they're taking care of parents. Maybe they have kiddos, like they're, you know, they're the number one uh, like they have to provide for their house, they're doing the chores, they're doing that. You know what I mean? Like there's just so many roles that women in this age range play that they can feel very burnt out, very overworked, very, um, you know, just uh, take it for granted. Um, like they live for other people, especially if you have younger children. And like a lot of my clients just are constantly driving their kids around to sports things all the time. You can literally just be like, I'm a chauffeur, right? Yeah. Like, and you get to the point where you're like, what about me? And I think the natural reaction when you get to that point of overwhelm, exhaustion, burnout, feeling taken advantage of, taken for granted, and resentful, you get to that point and all of these sort of emotions start bubbling up, it's normal to just want to lash out, you know, because that's the feeling. It's gotten to a tipping point to you're just like, what about me? And it comes out, I think, initially as anger. 
and it comes out initially as resentment and anger and what about me and like it does come out in this more blaming and complaining energy and I think that's sort of what we're talking about when these boundaries that maybe you should have put in place five years ago 10 years ago 20 years ago you haven't and so then you get to the point where you just get so fed up that you feel like any wanting asking you anything feels like an assault on your autonomy and then all of a sudden you're like these are my boundaries. And like, I just think <laughs> yes. that's when you get to the point where you're like, okay, you're commuting your boundaries and you're a fucking asshole versus yeah. being able to understand your boundaries, take responsibility. That's the thing, right? You have to take responsibility for the fact that you didn't set them. Or if you did set them, you haven't either communicated them in a way that people understand them or you haven't enforced them. Yeah. Cause I think at the end of the day, boundaries start with you going, mm-hmm. what do I need? And then how can I take full ownership of knowing these, expressing these, and enforcing these? And in fact, when you look at it from boundaries from that perspective, it actually is a service to everyone in your life because now they know exactly how you're going to interact with them. But it's not coming from a place of I've been done wrong and I've been put aside or I've been taken for granted for so long. It doesn't come from that place. It comes from a place of like, I want to expand my life. I have more peace in my life, more joy in my life. And I also want people to, you know, I want people to also have know everything about me, right? This is service to be able to share that. And so then when you share boundaries, you're not sharing them from anger. You're sharing them from kindness and warmth and being a nice person versus being an asshole. I was thinking about an example you gave me, which I'm going to share, but this, it got me thinking. And as you were talking, I kind of figured out where I think the difference lies. Boundaries, I think, are really about how you show up. It's not about telling other people how they should show up for you necessarily. So what I mean is I've seen people. So Jill was actually sharing me, sharing with me this example about clients who were reaching out at like odd hours of the day and weekends and late nights and and her and her team kept responding and they just never had any boundaries in place. And now she, she said like people message her on, let's say Friday night at nine o'clock. Someone messages you on Friday night at nine o'clock. Like she's not going to respond back until maybe 48 hours. Like I will get back to you. And this may be a state of boundary, maybe not, but it's just like, maybe it's a boundary you have in your mind. Like I won't respond to everybody immediately when they reach out to me. My, my boundary for myself personally, my time is that I will respond within, you know, 24 to 48 hours of, let's say, normal working hours. The part that I see people doing is, so let's say somebody messages you at 9 p.m. No expectation for you to get back to them. There's people who go, do not message me, do not reach out to me after nine o'clock. And to me, I'm like, so what if they do? If they do, you don't have to punish them. It's just, you don't have to respond. So for me, it's like the difference in setting up this, and it's kind of like the Jonah Hill. It's it's like telling that girl what she has to do in order to make him comfortable. And it's like, how about you can just say, hey, if, if you're continuing to like have conversations with men and having private whatever, then I'm not really comfortable with that. And it's probably not something I can continue to be in the relationship. Instead of telling her what she has to do, it's like people are going to do what they're going to do. And I think boundaries are about how you decide to show up for that. And I think that's where I see the difference between being an asshole. It's telling them what they need to do to interact versus going, however you interact with me is where you're going to interact. But how I'm going to show up is it this way. Mm-hmm. I won't respond right away. Or I'm going to leave you on red. Or I'm going to take some time to process and get back to you. Not that you can't reach out because you can just, just so you know, just not going to respond back. And I think, I think that kind of is what I was trying to figure out what the difference was. It's like, 
telling people what to do, I don't think is a boundary. Agree. Yeah. That's just like you being a bully. It's you being a bully and you're like, you're making and rules being entitled. Yeah. Like here's the rules to engage with me. Like, no, engage with me how you want. But just so you know, I'm just not responding at these times in this way. And it gives you so much more power when you operate like that too. Yeah. You know, like my clients now know that like they can mess me anytime, but they also know I'll get back to them whenever I can, mm-hmm. as soon as I can, but yep. probably not on a weekend, probably not five, like nine o'clock on Friday, probably not when I'm on a girls week with my mom. Like, and everyone knows that now, yeah. so they don't assume. But I think what happens is, and this, uh, and you nailed it. I have clients who maybe they're newer to coaching, so they're working this stuff out, right? They're like, they're they're just trying to work all this stuff out. But their initial reaction is to blame the client. So I had this one. It was a, uh, it was probably a couple of years ago. It was an FBA student who was like a newer coacher online, and she had someone in person who was paying her like pennies for coaching, like pennies, like. And we spent the whole coaching call. She was just complaining about how they weren't paying her enough. And she's like, can you believe what they expect from me for paying me barely anything? And so I'm listening and I'm agreeing with her. I'm like, yeah, that's really like not that much money. And like, yeah, you definitely like you need to be, you're you're owed more. Like you are, you're worth more. Like I'm agreeing with her, right? But what do you think I said at the end of it? I was like, okay, but whose fault is it right. that they're not paying you what you right. deserve? <laughs> like you're not just, I'm like, they're just going to offer up more money. And this is what I always remind my clients. And I remind myself, I'm like, people are just going to do whatever they can get away with. Yes. It's not because they're a bad person, but they're just going to do whatever they're going to do. So I'm never surprised because I'm like, that's just human nature. People yeah. are just going to send you a message on Friday night at nine o'clock. People are going to, you know, want an answer faster. They're always just going to do whatever. And chances are this woman has over-delivered at that price point to the point where now she's super resentful and she's blaming them for not yeah. paying her more money and volunteering to pay her more money. Yeah. And I'm like, like okay, but I agree with you. Like you need to be pay- get paid a lot more than that. Yeah. But sitting around waiting for them to recognize that and then <laughs> of their own volition, give you more money. Right. It's not going to fucking happen. Yeah. Who volunteers to just pay more money, you know? Right. You know, I have yeah. clients now who are like, re- they'll reach on the weekend. They'll say, Hey, like, but I know you're with your mom or I saw on your stories doing this. Like they don't even have to do that, but yeah. they're always like, so don't ever feel like you have to get back back to me, you know, but that's because they know what the vibe is yeah. because also they want the same courtesy extended to them. Yeah. I think the people who have the hardest time with boundaries are people who don't have boundaries. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're working around the clock. So they don't understand why someone else might not. That's actually a big one that I went through a little over a year ago. Um, I was working with someone and, and partnered and we worked weekends and we had these workshops every weekend and it was very stressful on Sundays. We had a lot going on and it literally Jeff and I hadn't taken a day off since the pandemic started. And so this is 2022 and I was like, this is so exhausting. And this person who we were working with made a post about Sunday and something had happened on one of the Sundays and it was this big deal. And I was literally, we were going to the lake and I had planned this whole day to do stand up paddleboarding to be with my family and do what I wanted. And then there was this emergency that I had to take care of and I was really upset about it. And then I saw him post about how don't try reaching out to me on Sundays. That's my family day. And I was like, motherfucker, like how <laughs> you get to have a family day, but we're working for you and we don't. And I, then I realized I was like, this is my fault we did not say like we've been doing this for two years and now it's become this expectation and we had a conversation and he's like oh danny i had no idea like you definitely i want you to be able to have family day and i was like that was on me that was on me for allowing it to happen for letting it continue to get to a place where there was resentment and not just saying hey we're not we're not working on these days or before 9 a.m or after 5 p.m or whatever it is it just was this we work whenever 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 and however 
And then I was like, why am I just getting so angry all the time? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that was my fault. That was definitely my fault. And if you find that, I think resentment is the piece that kind of lets you know that maybe you need to set a boundary or look into what you're doing, what your relationship is with your time or with the person you're with. But that might be the place where you go, we need to step back a little bit and change how this goes. Like I'm feeling some sort of way. And you can have a conversation like that where you're like, I'm feeling some sort of way. I'm really struggling to get back right away. I know I've always gotten back to you really fast, or I know that I've always been available to you on weekends or nights, but I no longer can do that. Um, is it, if it's okay, if you could give me the grace to give me 12 hours to get back to you or 24 hours or something, you can have that kind of conversation instead of blowing up and be like, nobody can talk to me anymore <laughs> and just being a dick about it. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, then everyone feels like they're suddenly walking on eggshells with you. You're like, oh, okay, we just crossed a boundary here with so-and-so. And you're like, mm. and And I also want to say, and this is kind of a side note, is boundaries aren't even always about our interactions with other people. Some boundaries we need to create for ourselves. Like, let's just say time on social media. Like, mm. you might create boundaries for yourself. Like, okay, I only spend, you know, an hour a day scrolling mindlessly, or I spend one hour a day on TV and then I do something else because creating boundaries, I really believe, are to support you, support your lifestyle, help you get what you want. And it's not always about how people talk to you, how they interact with you, or what they're quote doing to you. So I like to set boundaries for myself. Like these are things I do. This is how much time I want to spend on social media, or this is just a boundary I have around. Maybe it's even around, I mean, food. It's, I think there's a fine line in a way with boundaries and rules, but I, I feel like there's a gray area in which they're kind of, some could be one in the same or synonymous in a, in a well, way. Well, I think also if you have a boundary around food, like for example, you know, like, especially with something like drinking, I'm like, I'm never going to drink at home by myself. Like yeah. that's just a boundary for me. But I don't yeah. know if I, like Sam in of the launch and I'm, I'm like super stressed out. I don't want to have a glass of wine. I'm not going to beat myself up about yeah. it. But in general, that's a boundary, but I'm not going to make it into a rule. You know, the other thing, and I loved, I love that so much because I think having boundaries for yourself is, is key and just boundaries. And also just like expectations of how you are going to interact with things. One of the things I know that, you know, a lot of the women that you and I work with, cause they are in this like, you know, 35 to 55, they have a lot of, uh, competing priorities. They have a lot of like their parents, you know, have needs, their kids have a lot of needs, their baby spouse or partner has a lot of needs. And I think it's really easy to feel taken for granted. I think that's a big thing is like, take it for granted. One of the things that, that I've done in the past when I've felt resentful and I felt taken for granted is I just stopped doing stuff. And it wasn't like mean. it wasn't like, fuck you people. And like, I'm not going to do anything. I just like, was like, like, I don't know, let's say you're a mom and you have, you know, kids that are seven, eight, nine, ten years old, and you're starting to feel like I have to do everything for these kids. I have to make their lunch every day. I have to drive them all the place. I have to do their laundry. Like, what if you just didn't make lunch? Yeah. I mean, maybe you get Child Protective Services called, but like, but there'd be a buffer period where you're like, hey, you're eight years old. I'm yeah. going to teach you how to make your own lunch. Yep. So you have to ask yourself, do you keep doing stuff because you need it for your validation? Mm. Are you doing it because you need to feel needed? Do you even want to have a boundary here? Because an eight-year-old can make his own lunch. A nine-year-old can do his own laundry if you have the balls to start pulling back and make yourself happier. And in doing that, you're actually making them more independent. Like To me, it's a win-win. But I think a lot of it comes down to is when we are able to play the victim role, sometimes it feels good. Like my client who kept complaining she wasn't getting paid. If 
I don't know, let's say they doubled her rate and they started paying. Now she'd have a different problem, right? She would be like, oh, now I'm on the hook. I got to really show up. So maybe she liked keeping her rates low because she didn't have to deliver excellence. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you have to ask yourself, yeah. what am I getting out of this relationship? Because I keep doing the same thing. What if you just stop doing that thing? I'm sure your life would not fall apart. Yeah. I'm sure an eight-year-old can do his laundry. I'm sure one of my clients can survive a binge without messaging me at midnight on a Sunday night, right? Like, People can do stuff on their own. They can be resilient, but we oftentimes just don't give them the opportunity to step up. Dang, such a good one. <laughs> I saw myself in so many of those examples. <laughs> and it's and this kind of comes down to like emotional boundaries too. How involved do you allow yourself to get in other people's like drama and situations? Mm. I've so many times been there with friends that are going through a hard thing and then I'm in there, you know, I'm asking like, so what happened? What did he say? What happened to your, you know, what'd your dad say? And, and getting all so involved in their uh, mm. drama and then they're upset. So I'm upset for them and I, I want to be angry for them or, you know, whatever it is. And it, it's like, I can just listen and hold space and not have to be in that with them and be in the drama and be in the emotions of it because I've got my own drama and, and my own stuff. And I've seen that, you know, in, in my relationship with Jeff, he had some friends like that. And I was like, why are we, why are we concerned about like, they can, they can handle it. They can handle that. Like we don't need to help them fix their problems. We can hold space and we can listen to them, but we just need to like not get involved in their end to your to your question about like, what are you getting out of it? It was like, oh, by getting involved in their drama, I can avoid my own personal life drama. Like there's personal stuff I don't want to deal with. So it's easier because theirs is a little more dramatic and a little more exciting. I can avoid the mundane stuff of like the issues that I'm having at home. Mm -hmm. And that was definitely something that I, I recognized and something I was, I was doing in a particular situation was like, I want to be involved in this emotional drama because I don't want to have to deal with, you know, my finances or my just my home life or whatever was going on there. So I think there is a piece that maybe you're getting out of it when you are, when you're letting, when you're jumping into other people's, not having emotional boundaries, not having, you know, communication boundaries and those kind of things. Yeah. One of my earliest mentors, Julius, um, I guess he's like kind of a mindset mentor. He always said, you know, Jill, people are in relationships and they're, they're both getting something out of it if they stay in relationships, especially bad relationships, right? Like you hear people who complain about their partner all the time and what they're getting out of it is they get to be the victim. They get to be in the victim role. They get to get the sympathy or the, you know, the cheerleading or whatever it is. And so while you can complain, and this is where like the self-awareness piece comes in, is like really what's, what's your ultimate goal? Is it I want to be the person who's done wrong the most? And, you know, we talked about this, we talked about this last night at dinner. There's this, you know, just culturally, I think some you can't really complain about something being bad because someone can always wind up you and be like, well, you think that's bad. You didn't sleep for 24 hours. I didn't get to sleep for a week or like what it's just like, there's always gonna be someone more tired, more stressed, more down and out, like poor, whatever it is. And so it's a game you can never win. But for whatever reason in our society, there is like the like misery Olympics, like who can be the worst, <laughs> who can have it the worst. Right. Yeah. And so I think for a lot of us, we're culturally like, it feels good to be the victim. It never felt that good to me, but I think for a lot of people, they get to be the one to keep complaining. They get the attention of the sympathy, you know, the poor you, like, I don't know. At some point you have to ask yourself, is that really the life you want to live? Yeah. And is it worth not ripping the bandaid off to have, to create a new reality for yourself and mm -hmm. let people in your life be disappointed or have mm -hmm. the full experience or have the response to you having boundaries for the mm -hmm. first time? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of one of my friend's moms in particular I grew up with. Um, you know, I had a lot of friends in gymnastics. So we spent a lot of time with each other's parents and traveling and doing, going to meets. And I just remember my, my best friend's mom just 
definitely being like the victim and blaming complaining but also being the one that everyone can count on everyone would ask to do favors and she did it all and she was so resentful but she did everything and because she didn't have any boundaries it was like she showed up to every single thing she brought all of the snacks she like she went above and beyond and then other people were just like well she's doing it so we don't have why would to. we do it yeah and and again it's like kind of like your client who didn't charge the money but i think she also got this uh affirmation out of complaining about nobody appreciates me because then she also like got to do this subtle dig like about how much she did for everyone. So it's like, no one appreciates because I do this, this, and this. So then she got to list all of the things she did. And that made her, somehow it had to make her feel better about herself too, that she was doing so much and doing the most and yet, yet getting appreciated the least. And it's like, if you find yourself in that situation and doing that and being that person, you got to ask yourself, like, do you want to continue? Do you really want the, do you really want the appreciation or is this also something that you're using to make yourself feel better and, and getting off somehow on that complaint and at the same time being the quote best. It's so wild. (laughs) You know, I think that once you start doing this self-development work, you're kind of like, yeah, I don't want to be responsible for other people's everything anymore. You know, that's the exact same thing happened early days in Jill Fit. And you told the story earlier about having no boundaries. We had a client who... Uh, message us like 73 times on a Sunday and it was in our first couple of years we were doing one-on-one fat loss coaching and I remember the coach who had that client messaging me being like she keeps texting me like doesn't she know it's Sunday and we were both like oh my god is this chick crazy like what you know like we were like kind of talking shit and then I had this moment where I was like why can't our clients live without us <laughs> like right. I had this moment where I was like can she not go to the grocery store without like texting 500 times and I was like oh Like we created this dependency. So we actually can't like, we can't have both. We can't like have the feeling of like, oh, we like that they depend on us and at the same time have a boundary. So what happened after that, we completely changed, we completely changed our whole policy and we said, hey, you can message anytime, but we're only gonna respond between nine and five, Monday through Friday. And what happened was our clients became more independent. They were scared and they tried stuff on their own and they had a binge or they, something happened and then we debrief after and really cool, tell, tell me what happened. And they're like, oh, and at night, like literally 10 times out of 10, they'd be like, oh, it was fine. I ended up just, you know, I was, I was fine with it. And you're like, oh, okay. So you give them a little time. Yeah people are able to resolve it on their own. Then we can just debrief and learn from it. But I'm not having someone text me at nine o'clock at night on a Sunday with a catastrophe. I'm just not that kind of coach, you know? And I don't think anyone has to be that kind of coach because people are resilient. Yeah. People can figure shit out. And and our clients became a lot more independent and, and got better results, frankly. I think it feels good at the beginning when your clients are asking you and you're like, oh, I have the answers for them. But yeah. that's something, that's an ego thing. I'm totally. thinking that you have the answers for them and they can't think on their own because then you create dependence where they can't think on their own and they are dependent on you. And at some point you're going to go, I do not want to continue this. I don't want to be this person Babysitter. that they're asking all the time. Yeah. And and you get enough clients, you're like, you got 20 people like that? Hell no. no. Nobody has time for that. It is empowering to let people have their experience to not have them depend on you. And same thing like with the kids. You Sure, it's great to change your kids' diapers when they can't, but you potty train them eventually because you don't want to be changing an eight-year-old's fucking diapers. Like... Think about this. We don't want to have adult diapers that we're still changing because we actually created the problem. And their diapers might be answering a million questions or what to eat or whatever, but it's still, it's the same damn thing. Yep. We're we're creating babies here. We're yep. empowering we're empowering babies and not any thought. And I love too that it's about trusting them. Like they will figure it out. If they have to. If they don't have you to ask, they're going to figure it out. They'll, they'll 
and if they mess up, that's when the debrief happens. That's when the lessons happen. And then they do better the next time. I know a lot of my clients will go like WWJD, what would Jill do? Yeah. So if they know, like, I'm not going to be available, but they have like, uh, they yes. have a decision to make that's like timely, but I like, I'm just not going to get back to them because it's like a Friday night or something. They'll always say, well, I just sat there for a minute and I was like, okay, what would Jill do? And then I just made that choice. And yes. I'm like, great. Love it. Awesome. Let's talk about it. Like, okay, cool. Did it work? Did it not work? We can yeah. debrief after. We can learn. Yeah. I think it's, I think we all got to grow up. Um, none of us want to be a babysitter. We don't be raising babies. And I think, and I think you can't be mad at people for not understanding the boundaries that you haven't consistently mm. explained or enforced. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that one of my earliest business mentors, Rachel Cosgrove said is people respect people with boundaries. Yeah. But I think if you're sharing your boundaries from a place of resentment, anger, and feeling taken for granted, it's not going to come out in a way that is really useful. And that's when you get into like asshole territory, Yeah, you know, and I get it because you're, you are in that like really just emotional, negative emotional space. But I think it's really possible to be really kind and still have boundaries and yeah. be really warm and still have boundaries, but you have to get your over your own stuff and just really go like, yeah, my people are going to do whatever they're going to do. It's not my job to tell them how to live. It's my job to take care of home base and what am I willing to do and knowing yeah. myself and then just sticking to whatever that, whatever that is. Amen. I got nothing to add to that. It's a good one. Good wrap up. Well, y'all, are you setting boundaries or are you being an asshole? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe share some of your boundaries that you, maybe you had to uh, start enforcing that you were struggling with and that have shifted your life. And, mm -hmm. and it, did people take it the right way or did they take it okay? Or what was the what was the fallback of setting them? We'd love to hear that in the Facebook group. If you go to thebestlifepodcast.com, there's a link to join the Facebook group. There's a lot of fun stuff. All the episodes there. You could search keywords if you're looking for certain episodes. And we will see you on the next episode. All right, guys. Bye.